3: Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans.
1: It is another off-season edition of a TCT Talking Cowboys Tuesday. Here from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios, as always, presented by Tostitos. Our favorite chip and our favorite dip of Talking Cowboys. (sighs) Welcome in, everybody. Glad you're with us. Rob Phillips, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Kyle Yeomans. Good night, mate. Gentlemen, (laughs) free agency is up and running. The Cowboys are no longer the only team in the NFL. They were the last team in the NFL to sign an outside free agent, but they are no longer the only team in the NFL without an outside free agent. We'll talk about some of their moves here and there, and then... Maybe some of the frustration that entails free agency in Frisco this time of year. But, gentlemen, how was your weekend? It's beautiful. It's wonderful, beautiful weekend. Somebody yeah. here celebrated a birthday. A birthday, B U R F, huh? Birth.
3: Yeah, that was me. Twenty-eight years old. Twenty-eight. Hey. Twenty-eight. What a Woody. Time. Oh man, it was. Yeah, man. Thank you guys. Oh, there's. Happy birthday in the background. Is that How what it is? Is it, is, yeah. this, is it the Stevie Wonder version? It doesn't Ooh. sound like the Stevie no. Wonder No, come on, man. Give me the Stevie <laughs> version. <laughs> no, it was awesome, man. You know, got an opportunity to go to one of my favorite restaurants yesterday during the storm, so Ooh. great parenting on my part. Yeah. Having a marg in the middle of a windstorm. It wasn't a windstorm. That was not a windstorm. No, there were, there were tornadoes <laughs> that touched no, down yesterday. But see, at first, like that's you know, <laughs> <real>. our meteorologists <laughs> around here are serious, right? Oh, okay. so. they are next level, <laughs> some of them, you know, once a storm like that takes over and you're in the wrong place, they will definitely let you know to take cover. And thank God for those guys. So <laughs> appreciate that. You know, everybody uh, taking looking at the Doppler yesterday,
2: but uh, you know, the, the, inter- email's the awesome. The inner Zay is like a, a meteorologist. I don't know if you guys knew that. Say that again. My that my inner Zay. Is day? a meter, meteorologist? Did you just really? reference yourself? As no, no, the inside. Day? He's inside my heart. That's weird. Inside my heart. This so is a little good. Isaiah. So it's a little Zay. I've always wanted to be a meteorologist. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, you're gonna look at me crazy. I want to st- chase a storm from a distance. Oh,
1: I'll do it with you. I yeah. will chase storms. But, I do it all for, the time. But, I, but you, I love it. I put you the, do put it the, all the time. Yeah. I
2: put the parentheses from okay. a distance. Yeah, from a distance. I don't want to be the guy like in there holding a freaking <laughs> little paper airplane like in the middle. Twister. Talking about yeah. go,
0: <laughs> just go. <laughs> <You'll> get closer. <laughs> You don't want to be Helen Hunt. No, 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 want no, no, None no. of that stuff. The guy at one of the stations the other day got in front of me, He's like, okay, it's heading this way. I'm just
1: <laughs> like, so you got in front of the tornado. <laughs> did,
2: you, did you guys see the guy really who got the smart. truck? He was in a truck on the highway yesterday. Yeah. And I the tornado a, came through, knocked him over. I want to see that guy. Fli- dude, did you see? He, it yeah. flipped him over like once or twice. He kept going. I don't think it's a
3: truck <laughs> that we can mention, but boy, no, let, boy let me boy, tell you.
1: It
2: was <laughs> probably a there. Ford. It was, yeah. Ford, yeah, right? it was a Ford. Yeah, it was a Ford. like a Ford. Yeah. 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 I thought it was a Ford Super truck. 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 Off. Did you yeah, see that, Robbie? I it did was, not. Like a tank. It flipped this dude over once or twice, and then he just kept driving like it was nothing.
0: It, it circled him on his yeah. door, like, actually, sideways, and then it flipped it. him back to his four wheels, and then he drove out of it. Kyle, was that you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <It>
1: <laughs> just don't go look at my truck in the in the parking garage at the moment. Uh, yeah, well, uh, in, in all seriousness, for those that were affected by the storm, over this past weekend, hope you uh, yeah, hope seriously. you stay safe. Yeah, there were some scary moments. It yeah. definitely scary. It's fun to mess around sometimes, but as long yeah, as everybody's okay, time, yeah, you got to make sure everybody's good to go. Uh, let's talk some Cowboys. We're about five minutes into the show. That's about about right. Rob, what? I <laughs> got an hour. What? A, yeah, we got a full hour to to hit here. Lots lot to address. What do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the new additions for this Dallas Cowboys team, or hey, how about the fact that Jaron Kurse is back with the Dallas Cowboys
0: heading into 2022? It's crazy because it's been a week, and the last time we did this. The Randy Gregory stuff was just breaking, just mm. happened, mm-hmm. that he was headed to Denver and not Dallas. So we can get into that. But, yeah, the most recent stuff that happened as of Monday, J. Ron Curse is back, two-year deal, worth 10 million. That took longer than I think the Cowboys thought it might. I mean, look, they tried to get their top guys done first, and they wanted to get that done last week. took a little longer. My guess is that he was looking around, seeing what else was out there. Um, but wanted to be back, and he's back. Um, Dalton Schultz signs his franchise tag. We'll see if that turns into a more a long term deal and a more palatable cap figure uh, by the time this thing's done in mid July. And just to clarify on that, that's just basically
1: a formality. Place Nothing up. changes from what we had said earlier. They can still go and restructure and build that out long term, right?
0: Yeah. Well, if he's if he stays on the 11 million, it's the 11 million, and yeah. they, they have to slot for that. Um, and it just means probably that, you know, he's not gonna hold out or something like that. Once you know the the off season you know, the offseason program starts in a few weeks, he'll be there. There won't be any issues with that. So um that's good. But yeah, a lot a lot going on, man. And honestly, a lot for them still left to do. You know, they're they're not they're not done filling holes and, and, and trying to create some competition before the draft goes. And it kind of feels that way to
1: this point. We're starting to see the The needs addressed, however, it's not anything exciting. I mean, you're not looking at it and you're not saying, oh, outside of maybe J. Ron Curse." Curse, I'm excited the fact that he's back. And we'll talk about that more in depth here in a second. But it feels like this is the the part of the year where you're trying to fill those holes that way when the draft does come around in April, you kind of can go any direction based on what your board lies, wherever that lies in well, April.
3: Well, I, I think Stephen Jones has been letting you know the whole time what the priority was going to be, and that's re-signing the guys that they've deemed to be priority. And number one on all of our wish lists, I am not, don't want to speak for anyone, mm-hmm. was Jer- getting Jerron Curse sure. uh, signed. Uh, some of these other things that have come down the pipe, like, you know, Leo Collins, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. Yep. Uh, but all of these other things that have happened, I think, has just been – a byproduct of just other teams coming in at a a higher uh, number or the same or whatever it is that, that happened to get Randy Gregory away from, from Dallas, but really happy to see curse back on. I think he is going to be a big part of Dan Quinn's system. I'm excited to see him two years in uh, to the system that way. I mean, leading tackle for our, leading tackler for our defense, one of the key leaders, uh, the guy that calls the plays out on the field, runs that big nickel. He's even, you know, play, goes linebacker, uh, safety, all of those things, man. It's just, he's just a guy that I think his talent was there. I was looking for a bigger deal as long as it took us to get the deal. So I thought there was going to be a blockbuster deal to come down. Uh, but obviously the deal that they got done was, was beneficial uh, to the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, I'm happy with their offseason so far, honestly. I think that they're doing a good job. I think they're getting value. I think they are getting the guys back that were key players for for the run that they had last year. Obviously, their intention is to try to build on that and obviously go further than they did. But I think curse. I think we're all in agreement that curse was a very intricate role player for them. Uh, he had a huge impact. Obviously, he lost a couple other guys that we figured were kind of not going to be back um, around these parts. But I think I'm excited. And whenever we get into this about James Washington um, mm-hmm. and Fowler, I think that they're. You're really seeing what direction this organization is going in, and it's all about, you know, versatility and value. It's all about versatility and value. Everybody that they're grabbing right now does more than just one position.
0: Mm. Yeah, and 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 it's cost effective. Yeah. These deals are cost effective, and and it, to me, it kind of. We warned everybody, at least I did for sure. Everybody did. This is what was going to happen and it it plays out every year the same way. It's like a it's like a I don't know, it's like a sitcom with the formula, you know, where like they signed Jake McQuaid back the first day and everybody's like, Oh my god. Super Bowl. That's the top priority. No. It's like, no, there's just they're trying they're they're re signing guys as as the deals get done. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're gonna try to re sign their top guys, like we just said, Michael Gallup. J. Ron Curse, Malik Cooker, guys that they targeted to want to bring back. Um, and then once you get to the end of the first week, that's usually when they start, okay, it's maybe not the second wave of free agency, but that first wave has started to settle a little bit. Mm-hmm. The market has started to settle a little bit, and that's when they, every year they do this. They, they find a guy or two that fits a role, fits a need, does not preclude them from taking a player in the draft at yep. that position, But helps, you know, works under the salary cap, and Dante Fowler and James Washington certainly fit that at wide receiver and defensive end. And my understanding is, and we can get into Randy and what happened there, but with the money that they had reserved to sign Randy under the cap, they have fit Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong is back, Leighton Vander Esch is back, and James Washington is here. That's that's what they did with that money. So. It depends on how you look at it. If you're a fan, maybe you don't like that. Maybe you want you want bigger splashes. And I understand that. I think maybe there's a more of a balance that they can strike in yeah. the way they approach free agency. But they're trying to go for quantity and and they have a lot of holes to fill, and that's what they've tried to do so far.
1: So outside of Randy Gregory and his loss on the defensive side of the football, you just mentioned the names like Malik Hooker, J. Ron Kurst, Layton Vanderesh, Dorrance Armstrong. You feel like they're running it back from a defensive standpoint. Now Dante Fowler Jr. is not a Randy Gregory replacement. Let's get that straight right now. That is not the, the expectation for Dante Fowler Jr. If he turns into 2019 Dante Fowler Jr., what like he was with the Rams, and he comes up and he has double-digit sacks, then maybe we can talk about it. But he hasn't been that guy the last two years, so it's a little unfair to have that kind of expectation. But do you feel good about the Cowboys running back this offseason or running back the defense from this past season – At least on that side of the ball, it looks like you're very similar outside of Randy Gregory not being there.
2: I think they're on the right pace. On the right page and right you're on the right pace. I think they need to get a big boy in the middle still. I think that's a gaping hole that they didn't fill. Um mm-hmm. I was hopeful that they would have got big boy from uh from Philly, even though I know he probably despises the Cowboys Cox. Cox? Yep, yeah. Yeah. big Fletcher. I thought they were gonna he's probably gonna re-sign with Philly anyways. He did. He did. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He did. But I was hopeful that they would've grabbed him. You know, I thought they might have had an opportunity to steal somebody who's a proven dog in this league at that position and then really just sure it up. So mm-hmm. there's no more question marks at that position. Um I, I don't to to, to to my knowledge, I don't really think that we've re-signed anybody at that particular position um, or brought anybody in. At, uh at like
0: De-tackle. Uh, no Carlos yeah. Watkins no. is still a yeah.
2: free agent so I, I think yeah. we still need to address that um I don't know what the salary cap situation is as we stand today um you know you guys know who I want to bring in still right at, the, at that <laughs> next level I and, think and
0: Bobby Wagner yes and I we and can I, talk about him now and I and I think they would too but I just don't the number yeah I think it's the yeah. number probably
3: once I saw Vaughn sign his deal I was like man this is really probably going to take Bobby Wagner out of contention for us but you know I'm, I'm not opposed to the, I don't even want to use the run it back in this situation with this defense because I just feel as though Dan Quinn is implementing a system that in his second year could be light years better than last year. Yeah. And you need this defense to be better. And the turnovers are great, but you can't count on that each and every year to to have those kinds of turnovers. But getting stops, not allowing the yards after after catch, things like that uh, is essentially what this, this Cowboys defense is going to need. Getting more pressure, getting more sacks, getting off the field on third downs. Yeah. Those things are important. There were times in the season you just got to look back and keep it real with yourself. I mean, as much as we love Dan Quinn and we talk about how great a coach he is, there were lapses. Uh, in our defense, when, when times when we couldn't get a stop, we couldn't stop the running game. Uh, and that's why you call out, hey, we need a big boy in the middle. Yeah. Uh, some of these guys would, that you were just mentioning, uh, I wouldn't have liked them on our team personally because I don't like him because of did. who he's played for yeah. all these years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I just feel as though we need that kind of a presence yeah, in the middle. The, and, and if we could get a young guy like that, then that would be awesome. But, guys, come on now. Let's think about the fact that we Neville Gallimore – played half of the season coming back from from his injury. Yeah. Our defensive line, the, the the longer the season went, you started to see that chemistry. Those things started to blend. Yes, bringing Carlos Watkins back is going to be important if we can get him back at the right price because that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But guys like Osa, Diggy, Zula that stepped up. Uh, Tristan Hill that we saw come in and step up. So, look, I'm just – um, it, when I look at this defense I think that we have a young capable group that if the chemistry is right all of that's there I think you'll see the production there as well.
0: And I think they're counting on Malik Hooker on the back end to be more impactful than he was last year coming mm-hmm. off the injury where you know they were just trying to bring him along after the Achilles injury. Yeah. And they th- I mean he's going to be I think he's going to be their, one of their two starting safeties next yeah. to Jerron Curse, and and maybe he's back to where they're hopeful that he can be back to where he was a couple years ago. So that's another spot. But I'm curious to see what they do at defensive end. Are they done there? Do they look to the draft? Or, you yeah. know, there was, a, there was a report over the weekend. Maybe JPP's a guy, Jason Pierre Paul's a guy they would look at. Haven't heard anything there. Um, but maybe they're not done trying to add, you know, rep. Replace Randy Gregory's production with a couple different guys. Yeah, and that might be Doran Armstrong taking a little bit more of a larger role, but also adding a couple other pieces. I got a so question Dr. for Allen's you
3: though, P. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I got to ask this. As far as the contract, the the verbiage, and all of that, how big? I mean, we've now that the smoke is kind of settled. Mm-hmm. How much was that really a part of him making that move? Was it really as big as they're trying to make it right now?
0: In terms of
3: the, like, the last minute, like they're saying that it was last minute verbiage that was put in the contract that they didn't see initially, uh, things like that. That's coming from from his camp, not necessarily yeah, from my
0: side. Yeah, I, I mean, it's my understanding. I know this has been out there, but it's my understanding. Like this is not this is not unique to Randy Gregory. That that verbiage and, and what we're talking about is. Forfeiture clauses, if you're suspended or fine—I don't know if it's suspended or fine—but it's that kind of stuff. It's standard for Cowboys contracts. Right. That was their point on it. Apparently, it really ticked off Randy Gregory's camp um, for whatever reason. Depends on who you who you talk to. Their side of it, the Cowboys don't feel like there was anything that they were doing that was trying to, you know, sneak something under the table, um, and they were very surprised that Randy changed course. But I mean,
3: I guess I guess what really kind of shocked me about that was that you've seen that kind of verbiage that was in Leo Collins' contract. That's why yeah. when he got suspended, he had to fork over the $7 million that was in his contract. Then there's other language that was in contracts that didn't have anything necessarily <laughs> to do with drug tests, but go back to Gerald McCoy when he signed and he had the quad injury and sure. they did the MRI on that. There was verbiage in his contract that said, hey, if you blow said quad, then we're not on the hook for your salary uh that happened and guess what i mean so that's to me a front office that's doing their due diligence but on the other side for randy man the one thing that it really just kind of it didn't take me off but i feel bad in this situation because it doesn't seem like it's amicable on both sides that he's leaving uh but that the cowboys would do something like a prenup to cover themselves, and we live in a world where people have prenums, you know. I don't. I don't, I, I don't have nothing. <laughs> she I'm got same. it out. <laughs> same. <laughs> i
2: just saying. Locked in. <laughs> so, we, hey, <laughs> if they, if both sing, <laughs> we, exactly. we, sing we sing together, together, baby. Uh, doggy
3: pack. <laughs> but that got dark really quick <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But I'm just saying, you know, I, I understand where the where the club would cover themselves in the event of that happening, because out of six seasons, you only play fifty games. And so if there's something that happens that you're not a, here because if it's drug-related, and let's, in all seriousness, everything that he's gone through are serious things that affect everyone in society, and I'm not making light of it, period. But I think for, for the Cowboys, it was all about covering themselves. And it, whatever that was probably obviously ticked him off.
0: No, I hear you. And, but I go back to it's standard for them. Like, yeah. like Lyle Collins gets suspended last year and he loses his injury guarantee, which is like $6 million because he got, he got suspended. It was part of the contract. Part, apparently it was part of Randy's first contract he signed with the franchise. Yep. So I don't know what happened there other than he decided he wanted to go somewhere else, and depending on who you, who you listen to, who you talk to, Maybe he felt like he needed to have a reason. Besides, I just want to play somewhere else. From yeah. from an outsider's standpoint, and, and can I just yeah, real quick? Can yeah. I just say he has a right to do whatever the hell he yeah, wants absolutely. to do. Exactly right. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. If, if he wants to go play somewhere else, he, he you know he can go do that. Yeah. But yeah. but it's weird how it how it went down.
1: And I'm know? I'm and we said this on last week's show, but I'm still happy for Randy Gregory. He finally got the bag. He worked all the way back from this point, and of course, exercised some of those demons along the way to where he's able to be a top 10 free agent in the NFL on the open market and go and sign a deal like that. So I'm happy for the player, the person, Randy Gregory. The way it went down was not ideal. And we talked about that last week as well. Maybe there was a little sense because from an outsider standpoint, there was that narrative of, Randy Gregory owes this franchise hmm. for giving him that second chance. There's, that, there's that, that narrative that had been kind of tossed out there because of the second chance and the loyalty that this franchise showed. Hmm. Randy Gregory owes the, the, think, the Cowboys organization that same loyalty. <laughs> Maybe that was another thing to kind of push him over the edge. It's just like, I don't owe you anything. I'm going to go get my money because I'm the one that makes this decision. And if I don't want to play in Dallas, I'm not going to play in Dallas.
2: I think people are just hurt. That too, because they they understand they've been a part of his journey. I yeah. think that's I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, these guys are free agents, free, a, free <laughs> agents. Guys work a lot of they put a lot of hours in, get beat up a whole lot to get that opportunity. When that opportunity presents itself, regardless of what has happened in the past, I know people are really attached to the loyalty in sports. But guess what? Organizations aren't that doggone loyal all the time. Yep. So that's the reality. That might not have been his reality, but that's the reality in this league. Most teams, mm, they care about guys, but not to their dismay. right They're going'll get rid of you before they allow their ship to, ship to sink, right or, or give up value. So Gregory had an opportunity to go either direction. Now we don't know what his triggers are. We don't know what might have pissed him off. We don't know what his real reason is. Everything is speculation at this point, but I think people are more hurt about the situation after hearing that he was kind of taking shots at, at Mr. Jones after, after he left.
3: Yeah, be I specific think,
2: though. He, <laughs> what did he say? He just told people to, to check with their owner. That that yeah. you know that, that, that the ownership tweets that were deleted apparently. Tweets yeah. that were deleted. Yeah. He said what well, he didn't. He said what he meant, but didn't keep it up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think that's why people are hurt because of that, and it it, it does come from that sense of oh, oh it you you owe team us too. It hurts your football team too. But I mean, but the Cowboys are are doing a great job of creating value with that money. You know, Rob just laid it out for everybody. Sure. You you lost somebody who's a really good player. He's not Aaron Donald. You know, no disrespect. You know, he's a really good player. He's going to impact the game in some form, but he's not a disruptor like freaking Aaron Donald. You didn't lose a a guy that you just can't miss on, right? You didn't lose that caliber of player. There's only a handful of those ever anyways, right? So he's a really good player. He's going to have impact wherever he's at. But people, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Understand how this defense is ran. This defense is ran... And the, and the mentality is very much so just like what the mentality is on the offensive side of the ball. We talked about last week how Kellen Moore doesn't believe in a true number one. Guess what? Dan Quinn doesn't really believe in a true number one defensive end either because you can create pressure by with your scheme. And as long as you have players that are willing to give balls to the wall effort, you're going to be able to create those mismatches that you want. Ta-da. Guess what? You go out there and you get Fowler. Now, that's somebody you don't have to question their effort ever. Right? He's going to come screaming off the edge. Now, whether he gets to the quarterback or not, you have to identify him and say, this dude is going to come. He's kind of like a Crosby. He's just going to go mayhem all day long. And that's, that's value right there. Now you got Curse back. you got Hooker back. Right? Now you can start exploring what, what Hooker can do with his abilities now. You can start moving guys around. If you go out there and get somebody that can hold it down in the middle and get another linebacker that has dang gone good quality, now all of a sudden you're cooking with gas. And I think that's the approach that Dallas is taking right now. We need guys that can create – Versa- that are versatile yep. and that can create multiple looks on both sides of the ball. And let's talk about both of those
1: players. Dante Fowler Jr., James Washington, to two, the two guys to this point that the Cowboys have brought in. How do they change each side of the football, and where do they go next? When we come back with more Talking Cowboys.
2: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you varilux for super sharp vision essential
3: blue for protection and crisol for freedom from glare three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens so whatever your needs insist on Essilor. visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you see
0: more do more essalore want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys
1: Registration now open for the Dallas Cowboys Youth Football Dance Academy and Lil Miss Camps. Save $25 with an early bird pricing when you register by May 9th. Camps are available at AT&T Stadium and Fort Center at the Star in Frisco. Visit dallascowboys.com slash academy to secure your spot today. Welcome back. Second segment here of Talking Cowboys. We're alive and well here from the SWBC studios. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And the Cowboys did make a couple of additions. <laughs>
2: what are you laughing at? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. It's just, just WrestleMania is next week.
0: I was, that's what I was thinking.
2: You know, WrestleMania? Yeah, that was next uh, week. I'm not going because the tickets are maddening. What? I wanted to go. Uh, you know how much tickets cost for five people? Wow. I don't want to know. Exactly. Yeah. What, what day are you It's going worth on? It's That's it. That's what though. happens when you have kids. Kyle, it's right worth
1: now? going to buy CK tickets. No, for sure. I, I for don't. WWE I don't disagree, WrestleMania. but uh, WrestleMania. Uh,
2: the way that my, 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 my pay stubs are here at DallasCowboys.com. Um, you need to talk to some people. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to talk to some people. Send you can go, you need to go
3: upstairs after this <laughs> and go talk to some You can send me a
2: for real, for real, My kids are like, "Are we going?" My daughter's like, "No, it costs too much." I'm like, "Oh, that's facts. Like, that's facts." <laughs> <laughs> you, you are ten uh, years but old. It's <laughs> worth it. though. It's gonna be I'm, I'm, so looking, I'm looking at Sunday. I'm looking at third. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I
0: just got so Saturday tickets. You know who's this coming, coming on? Sunday. You know who's gonna be there Saturday, Saturday right?
2: Stone freaking cold. That's why I got gonna be there Saturday Saturday. Tickets, baby! Stone cold. He's gonna open hey. up one last can. Yep. Him and Kevin Owens are having a. They're having a. What do you know about Sunday? Meeting. You know huh? something. You know something. No, I no.
1: talk
3: to you later. No, 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 not Okay, I right, right, right. talk to you later. Um, you know something.
1: Let's talk about James Washington. Talk to take you know. and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. what That's he brings. He's That's not. Fine. Yeah, he's not.
1: <laughs> what he brings to the table. James Washington added from the Steelers as an undrafted or excuse me, an unrestricted free agent. Um, good pickup. You, you you were talking about him a little bit, just yeah. kind of very briefly. I'll let you kind of
2: run down. What do you see in Washington? Uh, consistency. I like him. I like him because of the fact he's versatile. If you're going to get rid of Amari Cooper and you're going to buy into the fact that you don't need a true number one, regardless of what they might say about CD and his abilities, they are going with people who can or who are interchangeable. There's okay. no true X, F, or Z in this offense anymore. There no. isn't. There isn't anybody that you can just say, hey, this guy's going to be lined up here every single time. James Washington can be on the outside. He can be in the slot. He can be on the opposite end. It doesn't matter where you put these guys. All three of these of these "quote unquote" starting receivers now between Gallup, CD, um, and Washington, these guys can be anywhere on the field, and I think that's what I think that's what Kellen Moore was going towards when he pretty much disposed of of Coop Amari. Yeah, so I like the pick just because he's consistent, he's explosive. Um, you know, he's 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 a he's a what's it? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, man. He's a he's a everyday he's an every down receiver. You know, and in terms of in terms of just value, he's gonna be where you need to be. He, you know, he I, I kinda look at him in the same context as Schultz. Like he's gonna be where you need him to be, but he's a lot more explosive.
1: He's never sniffed a thousand yards receiving no. but he's also had guys in front of him yeah. all the time. You look at like the Deontay Johnson over the last couple of years, Clay Chase Claypool, Juju, Juju Smith Schuster. Jesus, let's not I talk mean, about where he went. They've had guys, yeah, he went to Kansas City. Uh I mean, they've had guys in front of him. Plus, he's kind of had a dead-armed quarterback for the last four seasons, if we're being real, with Ben Roethlisberger, who can't throw it 15 yards down the field. He's retired. retired. I love Ben Roethlisberger. He's a great player. He's a phenomenal player, but he also couldn't throw the football the last couple years, and that's a fact. Uh, But is there any concern about his lack of production? Even with all of those factors around there? Because you're not expecting him to be – in the running with Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, he's that interchangeable guy who kind of provides a change-up for this offense.
3: Unfortunately, I've watched a lot of Steeler football because of family ties. Yeah, you've uh, got a pretty good reason. To yeah, so, out. I mean, look, James Washington is – I'm going to take this out of a page, the page of uh, – the book of Mickey Spagnola, okay, Ooh. who would would title him as a bridge player. Um, if if the Cowboys go into the draft and get something better, then he may not even. We don't know if he even makes the roster. Wow. Uh, the same yeah. The same with Dante Fowler. Uh, if there's something better that they have in the draft, or they're able to get something better in free agency, these guys may be camp casualties. Um, one of the things that I see in James Washington <laughs> is, uh, although he's had those great players in front of him, he's yeah. had the he's had. The, he's taking some plays off, uh, okay? Um, but I think in this system, you're not gonna demand anything for, from him. So his ability to be a possession receiver will be there. The question is you know, with, with everything that we've seen with CD and uh, Mike G., will they take advantage of his skill set? And that is particularly as a possession receiver. Mm. I mean, you look at him, and I believe it's 2020, he had 19 first downs, and in 2019, 31 first downs. So that just tells you where he is uh, as far as keeping the chains moving. Moving. And that's exactly what we have needed. We talk about those slump areas for Dak. He needs a receiver that can do the dirty work, get in there in between those double teams, and, and not afraid to go over the middle and take those shots. And he's
2: solid. He's 5'11", 215. Yeah. He's not He's not a skinny dude. No, no, no. He's dude's dude solid. So he's going to be able to sit in there in those, in those gaps and take those hits.
1: That's a great point brought up by Heckma in the first down discrepancies back and forth because that shows that in his best season, the only year where he got had over 700 yards receiving, he had an underneath game. He had that game where you could kind of fit him in a hole and just throw it to him and it's a first down. Kind of somewhat what Dalton Schultz did throughout the season this past year. He's been a deep threat Washington has for the majority of his career but if he can put together the deep threat and m- intermingle an underneath game then yeah he could certainly be a tool for this offense but it doesn't mean he's going to stick around I'm right there I think Heckman has it spot on hmm. they could still take a, a receiver second in the or second round in the draft second or third round and feel great
0: about it it starts over Washington oh, oh yeah oh yeah. yeah oh easy money yeah. well yeah I totally agree with that hmm. I think he's on the team though because, I don't know because, if because, he's off the team either. Because, because Michael Gallup may or may not be ready for week one. He certainly, I, you know, I think great point. watch his workload in training camp. I mean, they, they need wide receivers on this team. They and, need bodies. You know, Noah Brown's on, on the back end of the roster as usual, special teams guy. Simi is going to be fighting to get What'd on this roster him? again. Fahoko? No, okay. Did I say something else? No, I don't, nope. <laughs> Sorry, allergies. Um, <laughs> me too, me too. Bad, bad today. Um, I am a little curious why James couldn't get on the field enough in, in, in Pittsburgh, though. They were I mean, stacked. Ch- I, they are Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, they've got guys, but he was a second round pick. I'm, I'm just, it was weird, you know. Like he, he I think he had thirty, average like thirty snaps a game last season. His, his play time actually dipped last season. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah. That, so, and
3: that's all I'm saying. And, and you know, know hey, I got excited about HaHa Clinton Dix. No, he I, didn't I, I make did, it out yeah, of camp. I didn't. No, no, no I'm just saying yeah. I did. I yeah. was thinking I like, about his safety.
2: I like James Washington. I really like him. And I think I think you guys might be overlooking his value to this team. I hope and, you're right. And, 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 I'm, and I look at it from the context of how Kellen Moore wants to use these guys in this offense. It's not even about each individual's ability of what no. they can do. It's about how are they going to be utilized. Dalton Schultz is an $11 million man right now because of how they're utilizing him in this offense. Yeah, He's not running by anybody. He's not routing anybody up. He's finding the gaps. Yeah. He's finding the gaps, and he's being consistent. He's an $11 million man now, right? James Washington was buried between three dogs mm. at receiver. Three dogs. Not not just one. Three. He was right? a second-round pick, though. Rob said that it, a second. He was 60th overall. I hear you. If you're drafted in that spot, you're expected to be a dog in Dude, your own right. you had right? Juju, Claypool, and Deontay Johnson in front of you. Like, those are dudes. Those are dudes, right? Sure. And, and, you had a, and you had a receiver. I mean, you had a quarterback who wasn't able to throw the ball. You had to lean on your running game, right? Like, it, it wasn't the best necessarily. Sounds a, eerily I'm familiar. Not, hey, hey, to I'm not making excuses. All I'm saying is, what he does well will be highlighted in this particular offense. I'm not saying he's going to be a thousand yard dude or anything like that, but he will move the chains.
0: Maybe he, yeah, maybe he turns out to be what Martellus Bennett was here in like 08. Oh, they they kind of wasted a draft pick on Martellus Bennett <laughs> because they didn't yeah. have snaps for him after they took him in the second round, and maybe you know he can break out a little bit. That's why, in addition to being from this area. He wants an opportunity. You know, Mm he reports that last year he wanted to trade because he wanted to play. Um, so he's going to have a chance. I think it'll be what will help him is if and Isaiah kind of spoke to this a minute ago. If he can move around a little bit, and play in the slot because he was primarily an outside receiver in Pittsburgh. One of the the final things, and I think he will be interchangeable. I think he'll play well, the slot quite a bit, actually. And that's that's Mike McCarthy has established that from the moment he got here. I want my receivers to play everywhere, everywhere. You yeah. know, yeah.
1: One final point on James Washington before we move on to Fowler Jr. again, but. You, you mentioned those receivers and and having to be dogs and Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson. All three of those guys were drafted after where James yeah, Washington don't... was drafted in 2018. I, I, mean, I hear you. The... I'm,
2: you know I'm not a big position in terms of where you get drafted at. It's a, I true. What I mean, th- I'm just saying. There's value there. I understand that. But like, it's all about how, how teams are utilizing. Those
1: guys fit into that system and those guys elevated.
2: The,
1: yeah, the big question huge. mark is why. Because they're huge. And that's what they were going for. Deontay Johnson's 5'10",
2: bro. Yeah, but he freaking blazing speed. That's what Washington was supposed to be. He's a 4'5 guy. That's Okay. So I'm saying like I mean I hear you, but like he's a four or five guy. Like they put they their their whole psychology was we're gonna get two. Freaking blazing receivers and Juju and Deontay Johnson, and we're going to get a Roll. freaking tight end at receiver position that's in Claypool. Yeah. And that's what they went with. That was, that's what was their scheme. They went to the old school Roy Williams, T.O., Calvin Johnson. They were trying to you know reinvent that whole deal. And it, it, it may or may not work they out weren't. depending on who's throwing the ball to them, but that's what they were going for, jump balls. They weren't focused on little guys like him. Yeah. He's a value guy. Dallas doesn't want a big-time receiver. They want value guys, and that's what they just got. What, who are you mo or sorry go for it
3: no I was just gonna say you know we let's Let's not act like we hadn't seen receivers or running backs go to a certain system and it worked for them. And, yeah. and we want for Washington to come here and this be the system that works. We saw it work for for Said, who went to Miami, got a bigger deal because he was in a system that fit his play style. Sure. This could be something that happens for him. We hadn't seen a lot of semi-fahoko or other guys that are in that receiver room, but they could possibly emerge as well. I don't want to leave any of those guys out because yeah. the wide receiver three is wide open, and who it's going to go to whoever wants to take it. I don't want to just say, James Washington, you're going to walk in here and this is going to be guaranteed. There's a lot of show and prove still to be there when you say he hadn't sniffed a 1,000 yards. We see him as a possession receiver. We look at the touchdowns. Still, those numbers are lacking. And by the way, he's going to be in between two two guys that you think are going to be your dogs
1: just be- on offense. Just because baseball's back. I'm throwing in a baseball reference. If you're going up against a, a 300 hitter with 20 home runs and mm-hmm. 100 RBIs, you're not going to throw him change-ups every single time. Time. You throw him a fastball, and then you throw him a changeup to yeah. keep him off balance, and that's exactly what James Washington is. He's that changeup that is a little bit different than C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, but it's not going to be the main factor. No. He's not going to be that out pitch. I, I just, I just like his
2: versatility. That's all, and I and I and I hope we remember this conversation because I think he's going to be very valuable. You're come back, you smoking on it. You know I am because the and the reason, <laughs> the reason being is um, dang, I just blinked out. But I mean, no, you're good. I mean. You guys will see. You guys will see. I mean, I think I think you guys really will because you can get your career revived. Sure, you can get your career revived. That second round pick that you're talking about. Sometimes guys just need the confidence. Look at players, the guy. Players just lose confidence sometimes because of the system or because they they feel like they're I'm never going to get elevated because those guys are in that position. That's politics of, of NFL. Mm, Sorry, yeah, people. Sure. You get buried beneath some guys, and guess what? Your 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 desire, your drive, all that stuff starts lacking. Right? You trying to just say I'm I'm here. I'm present, <laughs> present, right? And then all of a sudden you get into a new situation and it's, ooh, yeah, we get, go. here we go. You know what I'm saying? It, it happened to me when I was here in Dallas. Like, I, injury after injury and I was like, I'm never going to get up there. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to keep working hard. But then I got released and I went to New England. I was like, oh, all right, new start. Let's go. And all of a sudden now I'm out there starting. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't start here, but I went to New England and was starting. So it's just, it just depends on the situation and how teams value you. And he's a guy who's
1: dreamt of being in this position. He's dreamt of being a part of this organization. He grew up a Cowboys fan. He's a Texas product. Maybe this is that fresh start. And you're speaking of re- resurrecting careers and re- jump-starting careers. Look at the guy we started the show with, and we were excited about re-signing, and that's J. Ron Curse. Mm. That's exactly a great yeah. – a, a example of how it could work and hopefully it does work for James Washington. I want you puffing that chest out Dead as you all right. walk back in. Percolating pectorals, yep, yep, baby. Getting right back into it. Uh, who are you more excited about? Are you more excited about Washington or about
2: Dante Fowler Jr.? And what he could
1: bring you that defense. Washington.
2: Why, why not uh, I like Fowler. I like Fowler a lot. I think he's going to be a guy that you could throw in there for a change up. I think he's a high-effort guy. He can get low. He can get underneath um, the offensive tackles. I don't see him as being dominant, but I see him as being a disruptor. And that's what this defense is all about. Fast. We talked about this forever, right? Fast, physical. Even when Quinn got hired, I told y'all that's what it was going to be. You know, looking for fast, physical, selfless individuals who are going to give it, lay it all on the line and say, hey, I need you to take this left shoulder of Heckma and run through that thing full speed so that you can free up this guy. That's what he is. And that's what he's going to do. And if you allow him to get some confidence, and guess what? We've seen what he's done in the past. Yep.
0: I like I like Fowler. More, I mean, I like the Washington signing because I think it, it, like we talked about, it kind of covers themselves, and he's got a, he's a guy. Washington's a guy they brought in before the draft; they really liked him coming out. So uh, there's, there's kind of equity History, with, with yeah. the, yeah, with the scouting department. But uh, Fowler's a, a Dan Quinn guy, and I guess I just trust Dan Quinn knows what he sees and he has a vision for players, and he's, and it's been that way with Fowler in three spots now. It was in college; he coached him for a year in college. Atlanta and now here. And I just think he's going to know exactly what this guy can bring to my defense and help recreate those six sacks that Gregory had last year.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for the same P. And I just feel as though Cooper's absence now has left a meteoric size hole in our wide receiver room. And I don't know if one guy can fill it. You know, I I think you're going to have to do a by committee.
2: They don't want want one guy to
3: fill it. if I you, can't if wait you to wanted
2: see. a guy to fill it,
1: you would move up in the draft and yeah. go get a guy. Like no, you,
3: you, I don't even think you need to wait for 24. I really am waiting to see how they do this. How, <laughs> I really am serious. I want to see Kellen Moore's magic, if that bag, how deep is that satchel? Because he's going to have to go all the way down to the crumbs, you know, get a peppermint out that bag. <laughs> <laughs> the sticky one? Yes, uh-huh. to improve this offensive. To, but, because, look, man, what we lost, I'm just saying, yeah. from the production side, the route running, side that is going to be big all right. but on the defensive side I think look Randy Gregory's numbers a lot of people now they've gotten to the he only had six you know sacks Randy was a little bit more than that you know I know his his impact and just the way that offensive line had to offenses had to account for where 94 was they couldn't just leave him one on one Um, look Dante Fowler I've watched a lot of him over the years I think in the playoff game that we had against him he showed out in that one as well um but, look, he had not had a double-digit sack year since 2019. And so, to me, that says, is he, is he a guy that's on the decline? That's why I say, hey, is he going to make it through camp? Uh, will he be a camp casualty? I want to see. I do, I've seen guys like Jerron Curse that last year, this time, we were not excited about that pick. I mean, we're looking at a guy from Detroit, and Minnesota, that was just a... <laughs> we said, ah, special teams this guy. This special teams yeah. guy. You yep. know, we needed an ace, a guy that could come in, but and then he ended up being Mr. Everything for us. I would love for Dante Fowler Jr. to be exactly that but he's just going to be what he's going to be is a rotational player and we know it
0: I think yeah I think we'll see if they add anybody else Um, but I think you're also counting on Dorrance Armstrong to be take a step forward not to be Randy Gregory but take a step forward and then again it's it's the sum of those guys creating that that production
1: yeah I think Armstrong's probably going to be your starter right this second and then Fowler Jr. would be the quick Still in there, and Just then a quick rotation back and S- forth. S- situational pass. a change,
2: change of pace guy.
1: Well, and, and you mentioned on the back end of uh, the last two years, he's been banged up. He hasn't been 100% healthy. He hasn't been in a defense that's allowed him to be successful, if we're being completely honest. That, that Atlanta defense, I mean, we saw it. Twice they the Cowboys have put up forty plus points. Up they were in the one last of the worst, years.
3: even when Quinn was there. They
1: were terrible. <laughs> this was part of the reason why Quinn's here is right. because of how bad they were when it when when that defense was happening there. Maybe that wasn't the right situation. Last time he was in a decent situation with a decent defense. He went ham. He went ham in in Los Angeles and was a, a big time player, one of the league leaders in sacks for the Rams. Maybe that's something that happens here. Ooh. It's not the expectation, though.
3: It's the Can't Aaron be Donald. The of, the Aaron Donald effect is a mother boy. <laughs> I'm telling you you saying having
2: a big man in the middle. Oh man,
3: Well, you got him, no. Aaron Donald just make everything seem so much better from the secondary on. Yep. So I mean, maybe that was a, the byproduct of it, but I think also him being on the field with Micah is going to change his it game. It could be, yeah, absolutely. In no only
1: twenty-seven. He's not an old player. He's not like on the back end of his <laughs> <laughs> career. He'll twen- turn twenty-eight in August. There's still Plenty of time for him to really see an update. The
3: bazooka's gonna come into Oxnard 280. 280 muscle, no, mm. no, like the yes. like, like put it I on, would,
0: put it on the right no. way. 280 edge.
3: edge. No. We no. putting down. Come Depending on, now we got to give, no. no. give it up. We got to give it up. I know you're on here. He and Nick and Sam's right now eating truffles. <laughs> Let's go. No, I want to I hear
1: your your thought process on this. <laughs> I want to are you bro, joking? joking? I could go for some nicknames. So are you joking. are you full time on, on edge rusher Micah Parsons bandwagon? Look,
3: guys, I mean, come on, yes. you know we don't have enough time for this. We we don't. We like don't, we don't no, know, let's
1: take a break and then we're going to come back. We <laughs> oh, are going to debate go. this again <laughs> on Talking Cowboys right after this break.
2: New Dr Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it.
1: I do deserve that.
2: You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere and a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? to Talkin'
3: Cowboys.
1: Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Two more Essilor on Talkin' Cowboys. Presented by Tostitos. Welcome back in. Final segment. What a weekly show this has become! It's become off the rails. Just hit a little bit of everything. When every do we game. get back to every day? Um, like uh, training after camp? training camp. Training <sighs> ca-
2: Speed this up, man. Uh, I'm, uh, right, I'm good. Give me a little okay. bit of time. I'm okay. What? I'm yeah. alright. You
3: see that? You see that? You see that? it have been in the game for me. Yeah, it, yeah. That's why.
2: That's what when they got when they got offices, man. Give right, me a little
3: man? bit of time. Caked up. I, I can't, up. can't get the I, let, <laughs> let me get through the draft. I can't
1: do it. Let me get through the draft. Caked. Up. Let me. Let me. Hang that's out right, for a little bit. All right, man. You know, Heckman right. and, and, yeah. Heck yeah. and
2: I just sit here and wait for the you know, the rundowns to come once a week. And, <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, we that's just wait for the
2: man. next opportunity to speak. <sighs> oh, I see what you're referencing
0: now. I see what
2: you're Must be nice, man. I appreciate
0: your rundowns, so. though. <laughs> Thanks, man. I've been on shows where you sit down and then say, What do you guys want to talk about today? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, just, We've done that hey, a couple times. We're organizing. Uh,
1: uh, we I try and give Hex's a little bit of a roadmap. Hex? Like, rundowns are the most... Detailed. Out of the, like, world excited rundown. Mm. Like, there's a lot of capital letters. I think there's probably a broken exclamation point here and there. A broken one? I think, like, because it, it just sticks. And there's, like, 14 of them together. Like, you know what? they pretty, pretty am,
3: energized. I'm bad about my exclamation points. I've been told about it, but I don't care. You know? I live my life. Hey, my life is an exclamation you point. Quarter mile at a of time.
1: Hey, you. Well, you're
3: 28 <laughs> you're now.
1: You can do whatever the hell you want. You, you understand?
3: Want. And that's why I have to show up and show out. That's why I put it all in bold letters. Mm-hmm. sir. Well, guess what? You'll get the host next week. Let's go! Ah, Love it.
1: I am <laughs> gone. I'm out of here. Where are you at? New York. Going mm. to New York, seeing the mm. fiance's fam, okay. meeting them for the first time. So That's awesome. I've be never been time? up there. Uh, well, like the extended family, she has like grandparents <laughs> yeah. and aunts and stuff <laughs> up there. Yeah. Nice, is it first time. <laughs> yeah. Why do you sound
0: worried?
1: <laughs> okay. No, well, you am skipped the step. Am there. I okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, not like the not the close family. It's her extended okay. family that's up oh, there. That would be fun. She's from Staten Island, so nice. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Lyle Collins. He is no longer with the Dallas Cowboys. Actually, recently signed a deal with the Cincinnati Bengals, reigning champions out of the AFC. The bodyguard, Barty Godder, or Bar, uh, bodyguard of Joe Burrow now. Say and, that fast. Yeah, man, it's kind of tough to say, and it, it, it's tough to see Lyle leave. But I get the sense that it's not as disappointing as some of the other departures that we've seen throughout the off season.
0: And, and why is that, Rob? I don't know. I don't know if it is less disappointing to the fans. I mean, here's my thing: like we just talked about kind of their their roadmap for free agency and they do what they've always done they they kind of they look for opportunistic signings and they try to re-sign their own guys and that's what they do and I think we've talked about some of the things they've done I think it makes sense but you throw Amari Cooper's trade and Lau Collins leaving on top of it and that's where I think fans have a hard time because it's like now you've added two more needs where like you already had uh,
3: a need. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know.
0: And and that's, like, I, I know why they, they moved on. I mean, it's $10 million that you're saving, and they can use that. It doesn't alo- save a whole lot next year, right, though? Uh, Is it only, like, two again next year yeah. that they save? But but for 10 th- this th- year, that's well, a lot. that alone can help pay yeah. for your draft class contract. Sure. You know, um, and if he wasn't going to mm. be the right tackle, and if they didn't think he could play left guard, then I get it. You know, but... But now you need a backup tackle and you need on top of we just talked about wide receiver, they they've gotta find a way to replace Amari's production. Those two those two changes on top of what they always do in free agency to me is where I think I I get what they're doing, but is the roster gonna be as deep on paper, as talented on paper? That's gonna be the question. Yeah. But but I I, yeah. Terrence Steele was they decided he was going to be the guy at right tackle. Yeah. Bottom line. And
1: my biggest thing is why would you not keep depth on at offensive tackle? There's got to be something behind the scenes there with Lyle that maybe it's the, the injury, the hip issue. Maybe he's not playing the same way. There are rumblings that he can't be bend the same way and play that, that guard spot or even, of course, play the tackle spot that he was very much so used to. If that's the case, then maybe I feel a little bit better about moving on. But at the same time, I would rather have – Terrence Steele as your as your starter, like they would were planning on doing regardless, and then still have a fallback option in Lyle Collins, and that's not there anymore. There's no more safety net at the tackle spot. You go from Terrence Steele now to probably Josh Ball. Is that your next tackle that's
0: available? He's going to have to be. In, yeah, I mean to compete for that job. Yeah, and that was mm-hmm. that was kind of the hope that he could be a swing tackle candidate or maybe the guy as a rookie, and then he got hurt. Yeah, I don't think. Tackle is out of the question at pick number twenty-four either.
1: I think there's a chance that, tackle,
0: yeah, hmm. offensive tackle. Because man, they got a whole, they've got a great wide hole open hole left too. guard right now. Yeah,
1: but I don't think you should rule out tackle as well. Okay. I think offensive line in general. If you had to had to put odds on a, a player being selected at twenty-four, I think offensive line it, across
0: the board is probably all wide open with you there.
2: How many picks? Point. How many picks do we have?
0: Uh, a lot. Nine. Yeah, Nine Nine they have two compensatory. They have four fifth round draft picks right now. Two compensatory. So. One from the Yamari. If we're
3: just going to call this an unceremonious departure, then let it be what it is. Uh, he got unseated by a try hard guy, a mm. guy that came in and busted his butt and <clears throat> made it happen. And you're not, the Cowboys are not going to go for a $10 million safety net. Just call it what it is. Yeah. And maybe there were some other things coming back from the labrum injury and some other off the field things that maybe we don't know about. But, you know, rubber hit road and they had to make a decision on him and they didn't feel like he was a guy that could be a part. Part of their future, But let's just talk about the optics uh, for Leo Collins because he was a guy that not only had some, you know, drug test issues, but he's a guy that tried to pay the drug tester off. So that's what that was all about. Yeah. And I'm sorry, when it comes down to IQ testing right there, that is probably, you know, dipping low uh, when you do something like that. And for the Cowboys organization that has <laughs> historically, you know, had the... I guess cloud over them that they will bring bad boys in. This just is one that they're trying to get from under. And look, Lael Collins as a player, obviously, with a lot of promise. We got him because he failed out of the draft because of something off the field. Uh, And then he... Comes in, and then we're still having issues with him. You think about guys like him, you think about guys like Randy, yep. and you say, Look, you guys should be, you know, model citizens in the community and on the field. But man, sometimes, man, guys don't change who they are. And so, look, in this situation, I wish Leo Collins all the best. He is a big time tackle who can play big if he wants to play. Uh, and I just think it just came down to that want to that the, the coaching, uh, coaches didn't see.
2: Anything to add there? I got nothing to add. He gone. You He's
1: know. gone. And uh, I think I have – sure, there's there's problems in its own right with the whole drug testing situation and, the, and that whole story that came out this past year. I honestly have more – of a reserve or at least more frustration over the fact that he showed up to the 2020 training camp after the pandemic kind of hit and he was just completely out of shape after a 2019 season where he had finally kind of risen to the challenge and taken that right tackle spot and ultimately became that starter at the position. And then you turn around and he's not ready for training camp and then he's overweight and he's, he's not in shape and then he gets hurt and of course the everything from there just kind of snowballed that's where i had the biggest problem along the way with lyle collins
0: well yeah i mean availability right and then and then last year heck touched on the suspension and you're talking about a new coaching staff coming in that doesn't have you know the history that jason garrett had this different history with lyle collins i mean i think i you know lyle's a great guy i mean and i think the organization really loved lyle but but it's part salary, it's $10 million as opposed to a guy who's still on a rookie con-
2: free agent contract, you know, so... You can't pay um, $10 million for somebody that you don't know is going to be your starter.
0: No, and you're right. And and, and, <laughs> Just, and, I, and I mentioned, like, they have it's good, a need there. It's a good point. You can't have $10 million for a backup tackle, potentially. I get it. Um, but, again, they've got They've got holes on the line right now, and I I I think you're right. I think the draft is probably where we're turning to here. Yeah, I think you're probably going to see that offensive
1: line, first round, wide receiver, second round. This could all change, and it depends on what happens draft day specifically, but there's a lot of different ways you could go. Now, going back to the defensive line talk, and we talked a lot about the edge, and Isaiah mentioned defensive tackle early on. Yes, I was looking at a, a list of free agents. There really wasn't that Big name, big ticket, free agent, defensive tackle that was on the board. I mean, Sebastian Joseph Day, Tim, S- Tim Settle. I mean, these are not names that are going to jump off the page regardless. DJ Jones is probably the highest rated guy, and he signed for three years $30 million, so 10 a year for him. They didn't really have that big ticket guy, so would you be okay drafting a true nose tackle to throw in that rotation with Venosa, Digizua, Neville no. Gallimore, or do you feel good about where you're at there, even without adding something this off? Awesome?
2: I don't feel good, and I would not draft another defensive tackle slash, you know, unique nose nose. Tackle. What if he's a
1: true nose? That's what. That's kind of why I said that. I you're you not going to so, want to
2: draft a three tech. I just think you have so many young guys in there. Let him blossom. Yeah, I think Quinn Bohanna. Yeah, I think you need. I think you need a bet. If, you, if you're going to make that move, I think that um, big man Jenkins was the was the way to go, and he's gone. I, if you're going to make a big splash at that, that was it. That was the one. That was the one, and he gone. Mm-hmm. So now you got to roll with with what you have, and hopefully you get Urban back.
3: Well, I just hope that they don't go the route that they went in 2020. You know, with the. Don Terry Poe, Everson Griffin, no, uh, Gerald McCoy. Man, you talk about free agent misses. You were talking about haha, Don Terry Poe was one of those. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but but that's what a lot of this starts to sound like in the offseason when guys put a wish list together on who they want. And I I, I go back to well, damn, did we learn anything from Don Terry Poe and Everson Griffin? I mean, I understand these are guys that at their position when they were playing were playing at a high level at some point, but the you know. Gravity took
0: over, and they were not <laughs> the players that we thought. And that honestly, and yeah, that's why this strategy can be flawed yeah. because you're you're signing. This is what they do, right? It's one two year deals on guys that may contribute. Yeah, have have done things in the league, but are they going to continue doing those things? And I think there's there is less margin for error sometimes with guys that um, are not in that first wave. But again, too, you can look at it the other way. You know, Von Miller gets a Huge contract for his age Jesus. in Buffalo, and maybe six that's six years, one hundred and twenty. Yeah, and maybe in three years, that's not looking
2: so good either. So I think there's a balance in how you do it. I think they had a huge opportunity. Part of it is still there was to my wish list was Jenkins and Wagner. I, if I, I think if they would have grabbed those two. Huh. Still need a linebacker. Still need a linebacker. But how much, I, if I was reading this right, I think we're 26 under the count. How much you need for a draft? Uh, 10. 10-ish, yeah. So you still have an opportunity 16, to sign somebody minute. for about 15. Yeah, you can make space. 15 a
1: year, yeah, you could do you that. Know. But you only have 56 guys under contract right now, <laughs> and normally you need a
0: lot more than that. So, so nobody well, they're be. gonna right. they're, Okay, nine draft picks and 12, 15 free how many, agents. How much does that number come up to? Rookie free agents, huh?
1: How much does that number come up to normally? 80? Is it 90? Oh, it's a ninety man. Ninety Oscar. man. That's right. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, and you got a long way to go there. And yes. if you're going to sign everybody and find find space for everybody, you still need a kicker. You, you need still a need bit. a punter. punter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's anger,
3: a lot. Man. It's a lot still to be desired. But I go back to what I've been saying. I'm going to say this all the way till say training camp. It's who's getting on the bus with Micah. Woo! I don't care about nothing else. Give me ten guys to get on the bus with Michael. That's it. I mean, we know what we have in the bazooka, and if anything is traveling, we're taking the big case with us. Why is Dak not the one driving the bus? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about for the defense specifically. Oh, Okay. okay. No, no, I'm no, just no.
1: I thought you were talking about in general. I was just
3: wondering.
0: No, no. What about no.
1: the
3: offense? Who's driving the bus on offense? Oh, Rain Dakota Prescott. Okay. Just I had sure. no question okay. about
1: that. Who's coming that's, with that's,
3: him? That's a good question. Mm. That might be on the, the biggest question now. Who getting on the bus? CDs on the bus. CDs on the bus. Yeah. on the bus. Zach Martin's on the bus. Sh- hey, he, Michael he Gallup's on that bus. <laughs> it's a lot of guys.
1: Tyron Smith still on the bus. He's there for now. Yeah, lot lot Whoa. going on there. Okay. What. Zeke still on the for bus. The next couple of years. Oh, okay, he's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I like thought he, they're, they're not going <laughs> to cut you. The newsflash no, no, something right on Zeke. Let's <laughs> go. No man. Oh, uh, what, what a what a way, way to end the show. Yeah, no, I'm not jumping out of that cake. Not just yet, but we'll talk about it maybe a couple years down the line. That's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Glad you've been with us here over the last hour. We will be back next Tuesday as we continue to wrap up. Free agency and we talk about what's going yeah. on. Got to wait a week.
2: We have to wait a week. Got to wait a yeah, week. We and, you know, they get to see each other and talk. And, yeah, it's all know, good. It's all good, man. Me yeah, and so.
1: lunch are about. To, me and Rob are about to have lunch it's together. Good. It's gonna, it's gonna be good, great. Man. Yeah. No. For but, Chris Beam, stairs,
2: Rob Phillips. That's that's well,
1: I just got rejected. Isaiah, Stanback, back. Heckma, Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. I'm eating alone today. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. The milk's gone bad.
2: <laughs> this has been a production of
1: DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys?